May the same mind be in us that was in Christ Jesus, who humbled himself and became obedient even to death, even to the death of the cross. There are some things people say after terrible things happen. Things like the shootings in Atlanta last week or those in Boulder this week. People say things like, I can't believe this happened here. Or they say things like, this is not who we are. And it's well-intentioned to say those things, although of course it's not exactly true. The point is exactly that this did happen here, wherever here is. And the point is also that this is who we are, at least part of who we are. Certainly gun violence is part of who we are as a society. Certainly violence against women and against members of minority groups is part of who we are as a society. Tragedy happens here. Injustice happens here. Hatred happens here, just as in every place. But when people say these things, I sometimes imagine them as aspirational statements. If only this couldn't have happened here. If only this weren't who we are. We wish we could carve out a space that is free of those things. We wish that here would be that place, wherever here is, here in the United States, or here in Sonoma County, or here in the Episcopal Church that's not like those other faith traditions, or here, wherever our here is, here in this family, here in this congregation, a place that's kind, a place that's fair and safe, a place where tragedy doesn't happen to good people. And of course, some places are more so than others. But the truth is we can't create that reality in a little bubble of our own making. We can't create the reign of God, which is what we long for, a space that is free of tragedy, of violence, of cruelty. But short of God's reign, we live in this world, which is so beautiful and so beloved, and also where there is such brokenness, where tragedy and suffering, where evil are always at hand. Jesus was tried and sentenced and crucified in a place not too different from ours. It was a place where political and religious leaders made compromises, sometimes out of fear, sometimes out of practicality, to sent a good person to his death. It was a place where people whose job was to do violence on behalf of the state coped with that work by practicing casual cruelty to prisoners whom they could manage to imagine as less than human. 
It was a place where bystanders found themselves caught up in the morbid fascination of public spectacle. When I was in college, my university held an academic conference that included an exhibition of a set of postcards from the American South in the first half of the 20th century. And they were postcards of lynchings. And the exhibit was carefully curated and crafted, surrounded with warnings and context in as respectful a way as possible, trying to bring home the horror of the subject matter without being exploitative. But the photos were exploitative. They were meant for recreational consumption, bought and sold as souvenirs, most of them showing crowds grinning and mugging for the camera, happy to be there, proud to be there even, unashamed at least, drawn in by the spectacle of horror at a safe distance, horror that is happening to someone else, not me, scapegoating, and the reinforcement of a racial hierarchy in the bodies of its victims. And the bystanders taunted him. Yes, this can happen here. It can be who we are. And it could happen in Jerusalem. And it has been happening in big ways and small ways throughout the ages. And God is not surprised. God is not surprised by human cruelty. God isn't surprised by violence, by miscarriage of justice, or even by the sudden random tragedy that crashes into our lives in inexplicable ways. God knows the depth of sin and of suffering. God knows it from the inside. Though Christ Jesus was in the form of God, was equal with God, he made himself of no reputation. He took the form of a slave and being found in human form became obedient even to death, even to the death of the cross. This week, we join with Jesus. We are identified with him. We are one with him. And he carries us through his own suffering and through the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him, writes Paul, and given him a name above every name. There is our hope. Because God raised Jesus from the dead. And in that resurrection is the promise of new life. And if he has been raised up, he will not leave behind the rest of us who have been joined with him in his death. He will not leave behind the one on the gallows or the one in the ICU. He will not leave us behind 
whether we are in the strangely silent house or the empty bed, he will not leave us behind. In Christ, all the tragedies and all the evils of our lives are seen and known and tenderly held. And in him, we will be redeemed and we will be raised.